0: Welcome back to another edition of Law the Wolf. I'm your host Joe Giglio. This is our NC State podcast here at the OG Media Company. It's football season, and it's not only game week; it's Notre Dame week. NC State taking on Notre Dame on Saturday at Carter Finley Stadium. It's a noon kick. ABC. This is one heck of a way to open the home schedule. And NC State this year home schedule has got Notre Dame. They got Clemson. They got Miami. They got Carolina can't ask for much more than that it all starts on saturday at noon with the fighting irish who are two and oh on the season coming into town nc state one and zero after a 24 14 win at uconn i was close i was close on that 27 14 prediction one of those missed field goals here or there might have had that one but there was some good there was some bad there was some uh-oh from that uconn game which i want to get into before we start talking about notre dame and before we have a conversation with Jalen Samuels. Yeah. J Sam, the one and only one of my favorites from Dave Doran's teams in 14, 15, 16, and 17, played two different games against Notre Dame, including the very soggy, the very wet game in 2016, when Brian Kelly, Notre Dame's former head coach, attempted 26 passes in hurricane like conditions. And unfortunately for NC State, or fortunately, There was nine inches of standing water on the Carter Finley stadium turf, tough day on the drainage, tough day all around, but a fun day ultimately for NC state where they win 10 to three. The next year they go to Notre Dame and lose 20 and they lose 35, 14 in a game up at Notre Dame. That was later in the year. One that I knew NC state was sunk when my my friend he binds from Garner, showed up with a parka and and a wool hat on when it really wasn't that cold in Notre Dame. I kind of sort of knew that NC state was in trouble that day up in South Bend, but this game's back in Raleigh. And so far from what we've seen from NC state, I just want to go over a little bit from the win over Yukon on the road. There were, there were things to like about the way that NC state played notably on defense. And that first number you see over my shoulder, if you're watching here on YouTube is 113. That's the number of passing yards NC State's defense allowed. Pretty impressive in 2023 to only give up 113 passing yards to, you know, like a non uh, military academy that's not exactly trying to throw the football. UConn was trying to throw the football, especially in the second half when they were trailing. So NC State's defense, after giving up a touchdown on the first play and then a busted play, uh, look, high marks for Tony Gibson's crew. We knew that they were going to be the strength of this team because of the players that they had back, notably in Peyton Wilson, Davin Van, Aiden White. So there's some familiar names there. Um, I do have some questions about who's really going to be the playmakers there because Peyton led the team with 10 tackles. He also had an interception, so that was good. I also thought another one of those goods, the one. The one is one penalty. To open a season with only one penalty and for five yards, that's that's coaching. That says a lot about NC State's preparation for this game and both sides of the ball, Tony Gibson and offensive coordinator, Robert Anai. Now for the bad, now stay, stick in there on the good for 113 passing yards allowed. NC State gets a familiar foe this weekend in Sam Hartman. He is the graduate transfer at Notre Dame. He spent five years at Wake Forest, set all kinds of school and some ACC records. He's off to a fantastic start with Notre Dame. 251 yards in the opener with four touchdowns, a 42-3 win over Navy. Granted, Navy, not the greatest, most talented team in the history of the world. The game was in Ireland, but still, Hartman looked a lot like Sam Hartman. Uh, He had two more touchdowns in their win, only a half's worth of work this week. Last week, 56-3 over Tennessee State. Now, Sam Hartman, NC State is obviously familiar with. He was at Wake Forest for five years. He was actually supposed to be the starting quarterback back in 2018. His injury is actually what led to the infamous Jamie Newman game in 2018 when NC State was in position to make the college football playoff. But uh, New Year's Six game, the New Year's Six game, they were ranked high enough that year. They were number 12 that week. And if they had closed out that year by winning out, uh, not only would they have won. 10 games at least for the first time for the second time only in school history, but they would have been high enough that year in the CFP rankings to qualify for the peach Bowl. Instead, Jamie Newman comes off the bench and leads Wake Forest to a fourth quarter comeback. And well, it's one of the true low points of Dave Doran's first 10 years in rally. But Sam Hartman hasn't always been uh, rainbows and lollipops when it comes to playing facing NC state. He's lost his last two trips to Cardiff Finley stadium first game of the pandemic in 2020 and then 2022 last year when we got the MJ Morris game out of NC State so there's that and then also in his last two starts which includes a win in Winston Salem where Wake Forest usually does win Hartman's thrown six picks and has been sacked seven times in his last two starts against NC State so Tony Gibson knows how to dial it up against Sam Hartman And maybe you might say that's against the slow mesh. That's against Dave Clausen. That's against Wake Forest and their offensive line compared to Notre Dame's outstanding offensive line. And that's a fair point to make. Before we get to the bads, before we get to the uh ohs, let's pay a few bills because we got big shouts here on Law of the Wolf. If you're watching on the YouTubes, you see it. Wings Over. Go check out Wings Over Raleigh. They're on Hillsborough Street, 2900, right across from UT. They have unbelievable. Wings. Sweet chili are my favorite, but the buffalo is good. The hot, don't be scared by the hot. It's not too hot, just has the right spice. They have great tenders. They have great little tender mini sandwiches that look like lobster rolls. But check out Ryan Malley right there on Hillsborough Street. It's Wings Over Raleigh. You can order at wingsover.com. Check them out. They're providing all, supporting, and sponsoring all of our coverage this year on both football coverage on both Law of the Wolf college football coverage on Law of the Wolf and the OG so big shouts to Ryan over at Wings over and of course this is year 3 for the podcast uh, NC State podcast for me and that means it's year 3 for my friend Hayes Lancaster Mosquito Authority Pest Authority he'll be out there in the RV lot Friday he'll be out there in the RV lot early Saturday morning Uh, you know what? He'll probably have a treatment out there too for any kind of bugs. But if you need a treatment at your house, get those bugs outside the house, get rid of any of those ants inside the house. You got mice in the attic, got some moisture underneath the house, get the 360 moisture barrier. It is truly a game changer. Check them out. It's bugsbite.com. all right let's get into some of the bad parts from nc state's 24 14 win over yukon in the season opener and the number i have there is 71 that was the 71 yard touchdown run by victor rosa for yukon for their second score of the game now normally i'm not going to sit here and pick nits over one busted play but the problem is they're about to face notre dame Uh, and 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 rosa's a fine back has some speed but he's not in the class of audric Estime. Estimate 7.3 yards per carry. He has been Notre Dame's explosive back. He's been their hammer. And if you don't know about Notre Dame, they've won 28 regular season games in a row against ACC opponents. This goes back to that 2017 season. They closed that year by losing to Miami on the road. And ever since then, they've won every regular season game 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 against ACC opponents. And here's the number one reason why they're better up front than all ACC teams, including Clemson, who they beat, uh, who they beat in the pandemic year in the regular season, and then last year as well during the regular season. So Notre Dame up front, that's their advantage on both the offensive line and the defensive line. Uh, that's where I worry about NC State in this game. They're their NC State's offensive line first of all, trying to protect and run the football, and then really for. The, on the defensive side, getting that penetration. Yes, they've had success before against Sam Hartman. Yes, NC State's defense, as they showed against UConn, uh, that little bit of that "bend don't break" mentality. But, well, like I said, they only gave up 113 passing yards. So again, we want we want to worry slightly, and this game will be dis- decided by what Notre Dame looks like up front and what and how NC State can respond. Let's get into the uh oh. We had a good. We have a bad. And now let's get into the uh oh. NC State's leading receiver in this game was true freshman Kevin Concepcion. He had he led the team with 36 receiving yards. That's not ideal. That's not ideal. And if it had like eight guys with 36 yards, you'd say, ah, that's good distribution. That's okay. Consider that. Consider that Colorado at four guys with at least 100 yards. Y- you kind of see where I'm going here. Uh, this was my big question mark heading into the season. Who is going to make plays? for NC State's offense. I did think Jordan Houston had a nice game out of the backfield. I did like how Robert and I, the new offensive coordinator, used Houston out of the backfield. I thought that uh, Brendan Armstrong was a competitor in this game. The way that he ran the football, the way that he extended drives, the way that when a play broke down, he was able to pick up yards and and extend drives and and rush for two scores. I, I think that's a great sign when you see the kids uh, competitive toughness and uh, Dave Doran had mentioned after the game, that's what you want a six tier player to look like. And that's what they have in Armstrong. I watched the Yukon game and I thought to myself, okay, you know, NC state in these situations before it, under Doran his first year, winless in the ACC 19, they go one and seven. So in his bad years, state's been bad and, and given some of the turnover, this, this could be one of his down years. And without Armstrong, I'm looking at the way that they performed against UConn and I'm going, they might be a four and eight team without Armstrong. They might be a six and six team with him. With him. Um, and that's where my uh oh comes in because those rushing attempts by Armstrong, 19, 19, that's too many. Now, obviously, a lot of them weren't designed, a lot of them were the play broke down and he he made the best of that play. Uh, I promise you on Friday morning, he woke up and and Brendan Armstrong was very, very sore. So that's not going to be a form as, as good as, as promising it is. And as, as Dave Doran has talked to all camp about, Hey, this guy's a great runner. We haven't really had one of these since Jacoby Brissett, you're going to see some different wrinkles on our offense. And I think that's good, but you can't have him taking a pounding week after week. Uh, and, and I think UConn is much improved in, in the way that they fought throughout that game commendable to Jim Mora. Uh, This is a team state beat 41, 10 last year. And now they closed that to 24, 14 this year. So that's commendable. But if you're state, you, you somehow have to have a little bit more of a pitch count for, for Armstrong running the football. Uh, And I'm not sure the offensive line, the way that it came together in, in week one is going to give him many opportunities to do other things. And that, that's my primary concern went over to NC State's availability today on Tuesday, listened to Nye talk briefly with the media. He said, hey man, we're on a mission and the more time I spend with you, the less time I have to work on this game plan. Totally get it, uh, totally get where, where his mindset is. But he, he did mention, A, they have to improve on the explosive plays, getting some more of those downfield plays and they have to do a better job of protecting Brennan Armstrong. So this gets me to my prediction of this week. And I I thought before the year started that NC state could, could pull this one off. I I didn't know what Notre Dame was going to look like. Obviously they've, they've recruited well and they just watched the Navy game. And again, you can't get a great look from Navy because the way that they play, and you're not exactly talking about NFL prospects when you're talking about Navy, or at least any, a handful of them, which NC state has, but I'm looking at it and I'm going, this looks like Notre Dame their offensive line. This looks like Notre Dame's defensive line. We saw this in 17 when State went up there and they couldn't push them around and they didn't match their intensity. Now, after watching Duke against Clemson, if State comes out that way, the way that Duke came out and decided, hey, we're tired of you, Notre Dame, you know, coming into the ACC, telling us what to do and and beating us up and winning 28 straight games. I think if they come out with that attitude, they really pour it out I do think defensively they can bring Hartman down. I think they can bring Notre Dame down to to a real scrum and try to win a low-scoring game. I think that's probably the best way to try to win this football game. Unfortunately, I'm not sure I see it happening that way after what I saw from NC State's offensive line against UConn. I'm just going to have to go with the oldest formula in the book here and think Notre Dame's going to win up front, defensively significant advantage. And then I think offensively, I think Hartman and Estime can make enough plays to give Notre Dame. Now I was off by three points last week. So I'm going to go, I'm going to try to outsmart myself. I'm going to go with the same score 24, 14. I'm going to go Notre Dame with a 24, 14 win in this game. Honestly, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I do remember in 17 for the news and observer, I picked state to win at Notre Dame. And I remember being on the plane. We We flew back. From out of chicago and there are a lot of state fans on the plane and there was a bunch of them already sitting on the plane when i walked on and dallas woodhouse friend of our friend of mine friend of my family's he goes oh there's joe julio he picked us to beat notre dame i wish he was right so maybe this time i'll be wrong maybe i'll be wrong again but this one does feel like a 24 14 notre dame win and they extend that acc regular season winning streak. Hopefully it turns more. It turns out like the last trip by Notre Dame to Raleigh a 10 to 3 NC State win. Jalen Samuels played in that game was waterlogged in that game was cold super cold in that game was impressed by the number of state fans that were at that game. How could you not be impressed right after these words from our sponsors? I we will have a great conversation with the one and the only Jay Sam. If Notre Dame ever does decide to join the ACC full time, I know who can help them move. Home Town Realty. That's right, my htr.com Barry Woodard and his crew. They have more than two hundred and fifty agents, six locations here in North Carolina. Obviously, local Clayton Garner, Raleigh down to Atlantic Beach, buying, selling, renting. Anything business or residential, go check them out. It's myhtr.com. Barry Woodard and his crew, they've got you covered. And of course, when you sell that house, you're going to need to close on it. And that means going to need the services of Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, Whitaker and Hamer. Josh is a state fan. I know it's hard to believe. I didn't know state had lawyers, but they do. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, more than 20 years experienced. They have all of the locations Garner, Goldsboro, Gastonia, Raleigh, you name it, they're there. You're uh, closing on a house, you're selling a business, you're any kind of family law issues. Josh and Joe have got your back. Go check them out. It's wh.lawyer. Yeah, they have the world's greatest URL. It's wh.lawyer. Joining me now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. I mean, I don't even think he has a full name. You see it on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, Jay, Sam, Jalen Samuels, all time leading receiver in the history of NC state football and doesn't even play receiver, which is somewhat of a little bit of a trick there. Uh, Truly a man for all, all positions, all ages, Uh, the gadget knife, if you will, uh, a man for, for all spots and, and, and certainly for the yellow pad, Sam, appreciate you, man.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad to have you.
0: So, Notre Dame's in town this week, and I want to start there because the only other time NC State has played Notre Dame at Carter Finley Stadium, you played in that game. Uh-huh. NC State ends up winning 10 to 3 in a game that most people remember for the hurricane like conditions. In uh-huh. a game, I imagine, you know, players like you and, and Joe Selfo and Naheem yeah. Hines and and Jalen mcclendon and ryan finley will remember for the i think it was nine inches of standing water yeah, uh, so. turf there at carter finley stadium uh, but when i mentioned to you notre dame and and, and the, the fighting irish coming to carter finley stadium what kind of pops into your head
1: just that rainy game you know that that hard fought game that we played back in 2016 and uh it was definitely a game that i always remember all my life you know whenever i hear notre dame so Uh, Very excited to see them, you know, go against it this Saturday uh, against a good Notre Dame team. So uh, it'll be exciting to watch.
0: There was so much hype that season about that game because it was the first time Notre Dame was Uh coming for Raleigh. Um, You're slightly younger than I am, of course, but Uh Notre Dame hasn't won a national championship since 1988. Were you kind of like, hey, what's the big deal about Notre Dame? Or were you... Like, okay, it's the Golden Dome, NBC, blah, 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 blah.
1: Well, I knew, I knew they had like a, you know, a very good tradition, you know, at that school or whatnot, you know, you just hear Notre Dame, you just, you know, think of a big school and, you know, all the guys that didn't came through there, you know, the manta era and all of that, so uh, you just hear Notre Dame and you just, you know... You just know it's a big game coming to town and everybody it was just the talk of the town, you know, for like two weeks, you know, really the whole offseason. You know, I was going to to say, to be, I think it
0: was more than two. weeks.
1: Yeah. Really going into the off, the whole offseason, you know, going into the season, you know, everybody just kept talking about that game, that game. And then it finally came and it was pouring like the day of the game. And I'm just thinking in my mind, I'm like, dang, like we got this big old game to play. And, you know, the, the weather condition is not in my favor today. So. You know, hopefully we can get a dub, and that's what we did, man. We we went out there and tried to find a way, do what we had to do, and it wasn't pretty, but you know, we got the victory. So,
0: yeah, 3 you guys get the the block punt by the secret yeah. weapon, Pharaoh yeah. McKeever.
1: Yeah, that was huge.
0: Who was also instrumental in in Coach Doran's first uh, ACC win up at Syracuse with a pick yeah. six. Uh, yeah, uh, there was some history there. Um, but that season and and the way that you were used, that was your first with Eli Drinkwitz and and obviously uh, I made a little bit of a name for the yellow pad during your career by tracking all of the different snaps that you took and all the spots yeah. that you played. Um, I guess I should ask you, first of all, did you ever notice the yellow pad? Did anybody ever say like, Hey, why don't you play more here? Well, yeah, was so I, I, great I why you didn't play it so much? Yeah, I mean, I noticed it, you
1: know, when I was in college, but you know, I didn't really, you know, pay attention to it as much, but you know, playing all those different positions, man, in college, you know, definitely helped me grow as a player, you know, just to be able to learn different positions and learn different, you know, t- techniques and ways, you know, each position is worked. So it was it was pretty cool, man. It was a lot on my plate, but, you know, I was able to handle it. So
0: so for for that season where you guys, it was, that's the year of the, the Clemson game down there. That's the year yep. of beating Notre Dame. That's the year of beating Carolina over in Chapel Hill to really kind of keep coach Doran in his job. Um, But that Notre Dame game, just getting back to kind of the hype around it, your your family's from Charlotte, your mom, you know, comes to all the games. Like, was that one of those games that you had to like go out and get a bunch of tickets for? Uh,
1: no, not really. You know, for me in college, man, you know, it was really just mainly my mom and my dad, you know, my brothers would come up sometime, a couple of family members, but, um, Really, for the most part, just really just my mom and dad was my my biggest supporter. of exactly. games, every game. You know, they never missed a game in college. So, uh, you know, I have friends come in town, you know, here and now and there. So it, it was cool. Though I didn't have that many tickets that I can remember.
0: For that game in particular, do you remember like looking up in the stands and going like, what are all of these people doing here? Because Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, man, they better than me, man.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking like they're way better than me because there ain't no way I'm just standing in this cold rain, you know, and just it like it wasn't just raining; it was, it was really like out there storming bad. So uh I, I salute them for sure. <laughs> but it, it was a good, it was a good scene.
0: Uh, you didn't fumble in that Notre Dame game in the rain, like I, I got to imagine. And you played some, you played some in the snow in Pittsburgh. I remember some yeah, of those yeah, games. I yeah. got to imagine that was probably some of the more difficult conditions just to hold on to the ball though i I, i'm remembering correctly you guys did do like wet ball drills that year and that season and
1: well i mean yeah you know that's always our biggest focus going into every year was ball security and especially you know you playing on the offense side of the ball you know taking care of the ball is the main thing so you know whenever we go into warm-ups and we see you know the weather is like the way it was you know we we put a big emphasis on ball security that day so um yeah, I mean, it was tough for sure. Falling into water, big old piles of water with the ball in your hand, you know, got these big old dudes, you know, falling on you. But uh, it was cool. It was cool. You know, I'm just glad I didn't let one go, you know,
0: <laughs> seven years later. Does it still surprise you that Notre Dame attempted 26 passes in that game? Man, that's
1: crazy. Yeah, I, I I definitely remember uh who, who was their quarterback? Kaiser at the time.
0: Yes, Deshaun uh, Kaiser.
1: Yeah, he was just, I like I literally was sitting on the sideline like they really are throwing the ball almost every play. You know, that's what it's that's what it felt like. But uh, yeah, it was cool though. It was cool, man.
0: When you think back to your four years and, and all of the production and the numbers that you put up, does one of those years Stand out over the other to you?
1: Yeah, my sophomore year for sure. I feel like I took a really big leap my sophomore year. I had a you know average you know freshman year. You know got some playing time, scored a couple touchdowns, but I feel like my sophomore year I, I really took the 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 next you know step in my career and and really you know put my name on notice.
0: All right, so let's answer a question from your time there. You, did, do you think Matt Canada liked you? Because you ended up with him at Pittsburgh, and I don't – <laughs> what do you think? Oh, man, I mean, I, I, I couldn't – The whole game against Mississippi State still stands out in my mind. <laughs>
1: I mean, there's no beat between me and Matt, man. You know, we, we, was in, um, we was in Pittsburgh like a couple years ago. Um, you know, we, I had him my first two years in college, and, you know, we got along pretty good. And then, you know, uh, some things kind of went, you know, the other way you know my sophomore year and he kind of left and you know went on about his career and whatnot but you know i, I think he likes me you know i, yeah. I like him as well you know it just things wasn't working out at the time you know so people just have some disagreements or whatnot so i mean it's, it's all love between me there's no no hate no beef or anything you know
0: was there that big of a departure in your mind from matt to drink to eli drinkwitz who came in those next three years
1: uh yeah, it was it was definitely a, a huge difference, you know, just the offensive type of scheme that these guys ran. Um, it was definitely uh, a difference in their coaching style was uh, definitely a difference as well. But it was cool, you know, to um, you know, get coached by two different offensive coordinators throughout my years at NC State. Um, I learned a lot from both of them, so um, it was pretty cool. Man.
0: Is it safe seven six years later now to tell me the name of the play where you were the? I want both of them. I want the jet sweep. And I want the, uh, the shovel pass where you, the you came back in the shovel. The uh, yeah, honestly,
1: you. I, honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you, honestly. I just remember it was probably like an F jet. Cause I was always the F. So whenever it said jet, I knew I was getting the ball. You know, if it was a F phony, I, was, I wasn't getting the ball. So I couldn't remember the, you know, the actual formations or whatnot, but, definitely it was probably like an f jet or f shovel it it always tagged me at the end to where I know that is me getting the ball so
0: tagged you with the letter or your actual yeah, name yeah
1: so whatever you know if you was the f or the h or you know the y you know it, in in my case i was the f in that offense so whenever they wanted me to get the ball i you know, just say f jet or you know f shovel or whatever it is
0: how long before you got into that uh, double wing formation near the goal line did you real did you see opponents being like <laughs> well, well yeah for sure one anytime like ball. anytime
1: anytime i lined up like attached to a formation you know off offset off the ball you know you can literally see the guys on the offense they just always screaming my number like watch one watch one he's getting the ball watch the jet or they saying what? watch the jet but i kind of like that you know keep them on their toes because we had so many different you know weapons with Naheem in the back, you know. If I'm going jet, you know, they got my you know, they got their eyes on me and got Naheem going the other way, you know. So it was kind of cool, you know, just to play around, you know, with that.
0: I want to take a quick break, but then when we come back, I, I want to talk about the NFL and I want to talk about your, right. your thoughts on running backs because man, what yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> your position is just getting dissed, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't uh-huh. even matter who you are. So yeah. let's we'll, we'll do a little We'll do some podcast magic here. We'll be right 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 back with Jalen Sanders. Football season is here. You're going to be at Carter Finley Stadium on Saturday. Go check out Breeze Through right there on Edwards Mill Road, Trinity, right there, right across the street. Get your ice, get your tailgate needs, get some beers. Come see us on Thursday. We're doing the show from there. We're doing the OG from there on Thursday morning, 11 to 2 check us out dollar 76 gas it's customer appreciation day at breeze through breeze through is there wherever you're headed especially this football season football season is here states at home we got the nfl this week too you know what it's time for it's time for those nfl rookie cards go get those quarterbacks cj stroud bryce young anthony richardson get them now before those prices go up and up and up this is the time to get them Go check out Oak City Sports Cards in downtown Raleigh. They're off of Glenwood Avenue. Weston and Katie. They have a great spot there in downtown. Go check them out. Here's what you need to do. You think your cards have some value? Bring them by. Weston's going to help you get those cards created. He helped me. I got a fair deal. Got an honest deal. I know he'll do the same for you. Go check them out. Downtown Raleigh. Oak City Sports Cards. Or check them out online. OakCityCards.com and finally, big shouts to our friends at Home Field Apparel. Here's what you do. Go download that Home Field Apparel app. If I can do it, you know I know you can do it. It's pretty simple. Go look through all that sweet state merch. They've got a Pack Power shirt that's going to put you right back in 1983. You're going to love it. They've got hoodies. They've got hats. They've got shirts. You name it. Use the code OG23. That's OG23. Get yourself 15% off that first order. Go get all your state merch. Get ready for not only the football season, but basketball season, baseball season will be here before you know it. So check them out, homefieldapparel.com and use the code OG23. We're back on the Heister Automotive Group Hotline. Jalen Samuels, NC State legend. I'm just going to say you're there, man. 200 yeah. career catches. Ain't, ain't no taking your name out of the book now. Let's go. Uh, joining <laughs> me here on Law of the Wolf, if you please, if you haven't, on the YouTubes, Subscribe and on our all of your podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, the Googles, you name it. Please follow, rate us five stars only, positive vibes only. You know how this works. So, Jay, Sam, this year in the NFL, this off season in the NFL has been like, why does everybody hate the running back position? What What, what is going on?
1: Man, I don't know, man. It's just, it's crazy how they're, they're so, we're so unappreciated, you know, in the NFL, you know, for so much stuff that we do. You know, I I just don't know, you know, why a lot of guys is you know getting released and not getting what they want. You know, it I don't know it blows my mind. You know, because you know running back. You know, we look at that position. People look at that position and think that you know, it's not important. You know, to the offense or just to the team as well. But you know, man, we do so much. I feel like we do so much. You know, to the pass protection, to the running the ball, to the catching the ball, to blocking. You know, there's just so much. You know value that we bring to the team that I just don't see why you know GMs look at us as an important piece to the offense or to the team. So uh you know it's crazy. It's crazy it's definitely crazy to me.
0: Your first two years in the league, you're productive for the Steelers, you gotta feel like all right, I'm fitting in. I I, I gotta right. in this thing, man. Like all right, all right. how difficult well those first two years, just how right. difficult was it to kind of carve out your own niche. Yeah. I mean my first round, right? year right
1: yeah, my, my rookie year, it was cool, man. You know, I, I got drafted, came in. You know, I still had to, you know, earn my spot on the team, you know, during training camp at OTAs. But I, I started to get some respect from from the players and the team and, and the coaches and whatnot uh, during OTAs. And then we got to the training camp and start balling. You know, once the pass came on, start balling, start doing what I was doing and got to the preseason, showed them what I could do, got to the season, and did the same thing as well. And I did that for two years, and then it was like, like, man, you know, like I'm, I'm starting to realize in the league, you know, every year they're trying to, you know, get you out of there. You know, they're looking for that next man every year. So it was like every year when I was in Pittsburgh, they drafted a running back. Like, so they drafted a running back after me, after him, they drafted another running back. So it's like four years straight, they drafted a running back. Yeah. You know, and me in my mind, I'm just thinking like, dang, like, <laughs> they drafted me like four years ago. You know, they was just on me like I'm hot. You know, like I'm I'm the hot man in here, and then now it's just like they're trying to weave me out. So it's like it was just crazy, man, just seeing that and how much of a business this is. And you know, it's not about talent. You know, I, I don't feel like it's about talent at all. You know, I don't know what it's about. But
0: when you see a guy like Jonathan Taylor put up the numbers that he did with the Colts and still can't get the type of contract that yeah, he yeah I, don't, I
1: don't understand things like that, man. You know. It's like, because what are they looking for? You know, at this at this point, it's like, what are they looking for? Are they going to go get somebody else for cheaper that's going to do the same, you know, quality of work that he brings to the table? I don't think so, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It just blows my mind. Yeah, I, at this point, it, I feel like it doesn't even come down to talent, man, because there's so many guys out here that got a lot of great yeah. talent. Not on teams, man. So, not even on the practice squad, you know. So, I don't know. It's weird to me
0: we're going back to your pro day and belichick was there and you did so many things in mm-hmm. college i was convinced the patriots were going to draft you were you surprised yeah, yeah, sure. uh, yeah.
1: yeah i seen uh, belichick there and um you know i talked to him throughout the draft process or whatnot and a lot of people were saying oh yeah you fit in the new england uh system or whatnot like that that fits you really well now you know me you know as a young dude, you know, I'm just hearing all these people say all these different names. You know, I'm just like, at this point in my head, I'm like, it's whatever who I play for. You know, I just want to play in the NFL. It doesn't really matter. So, uh, you know, when draft day came. You know, they, I seen them kept picking me up. They kept going over me. Kept going over me. And then Pittsburgh called me in the fifth, a team that you know I don't even think I ever talked to throughout the whole draft process. And that's what they said. They say it's normally, yeah, they say it's normally the team that you don't ever talk to in the draft process that that drafts you and i think i might have said one uh tomlin said one word to me when i was uh doing like formal meetings at the combine and he was like yeah we'll get back with you like later on and then that was the only thing he said and that was the only thing i remember from talking to anybody from pittsburgh and then i got drafted by him on draft day so yeah, it's kind of crazy man I, I i definitely thought i was gonna go to new england you know just from everybody talking about how i fit the scheme and whatnot but Man, it's a business, man. It, I just, you know, it does. For me being in there for four years, it's just, it don't work like that, you know, how we think it does. So,
0: with Tomlin, is he as cool as he appears to be from Best the outside?
1: Best coach I ever had. That's like one of the realest, you know what I'm saying? Realest dudes around. He keep it real with you. And, you know, he just showed that he, you know, cares about his players and his teammates. And, you know, it's just, it's, he's just a real good dude, man. Real genuine dude, laid back, but he also, you know, Whenever whenever you're in his meeting, it's like you you gotta listen to everything he says because you will come out with something that you probably never knew before, you know. It's just it's just really cool.
0: What was the end of the Ben Roethlisberger era like?
1: Oh man, well when I was there well, it was cool, man, because I, I was there for his last year. I was on, I believe so. I think I was there for his last year or the year before. But it was cool, man. He was a it was a it was a he was a different dude, man. You know, coming into the league, you know, watching him growing up as a kid, you know, and then actually being there and being able to play with him. And he was he taught me a lot of things, you know. He was he was definitely on on our on our butts, you know, on everybody's butts. And he was a leader. And, you know, it was real cool, man. It was real cool just to see that, you know, that legendary from him.
0: For you right now, and you look at someone like Naheem you know, your, your classmate and with his injury and you know, the challenges that are ahead of him to get back. And mm-hmm. you look at the Jonathan Taylor and, and you know, the churn in the NFL, what kind of chances do you give yourself? Cause you're still young. Yeah. To get back into this thing. Does it feel like you need to have the right coach? Does it feel like you just have to have an advocate? Yeah, um, man. Like, like I said,
1: man, it's, it's, like i said I, I don't think it's uh based off of talent and you know it's like it, it's it's about connections and relationships and you know somebody just believing in you know so i just need somebody just to believe in me and 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 actually you know know what i'm i'm capable of bringing to the team so i mean i know it'd definitely be hard trying to get back in it but i'm i'm ready for whatever man i'm still working out i'm still training hard i'm still getting treatment i'm still getting massages i'm still doing everything as if i was in the nfl right now so if i was to get that call i'm ready you know i'm ready for the opportunity ready to go out there and play at the highest level and compete and you know go win a job so whatever that takes you know if that takes me you know going into the xfl next year to get a couple more film a little bit more film just to put People back on notice, you know, me and what I could do. You know, that's what it takes. That's what I got to do. So right now I'm just trying to, you know, stay limber, stay in shape, stay ready for the opportunity. And if it doesn't come, then I'm going to definitely do the XFL next year so I could, you know, get back into this thing, man, because I'm, I'm so eager to get back playing. It's been too long, two years, going on two years now, so it's too long. So, um, yeah, man, I'm definitely excited. And you're down in Florida? Yeah, I live in Florida now, so got a house out here. Not like the beginning of January, so I'm excited. I just live with my girl, and you know, I got my one year old son out here, so it's real cool, man. Just enjoy hey, the dad know. life. Yeah, doing you know, <laughs> the dad life, just trying to you know keep my head level mind. So it's good, man.
0: Before I let you go, I saw you at the uh, collective event for NC State out mm-hmm. here in Raleigh. It was it was yeah, great, great to catch up with you. What do you think JSAM Sam was worth twenty seventeen? What what do you, on the nil market? What do you what do you think you could have gotten?
1: <laughs> oh no, man! I know I could have got some type of good money, man. The way they get money now, man, it's crazy. But uh, I don't know, man. Hopefully, I could have got something great.
0: <laughs> you yeah. like that for the players? Huh? You like that for the players, right? Like they? Yeah, they yeah, that that's good real good cool, thing, man. Right?
1: I think that's real. That's a good idea, man. It's good, cool. It's it's, it's great for them, you know. Just so they can get used to that, you know, before they, you know, reach their next level in career. So,
0: you you've had a chance to come up to Carter Finley since your uh, last, year? but
1: I was definitely planning on trying to catch a game this year, man. I don't know which game. I see they got a they got a couple good home games.
0: Yeah, uh, great, home
1: Clemson, and uh, do they play Florida State at home or is not that- on
0: the schedule this year? They got Miami, Clemson, Carolina, Notre Dame, all at home this year.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely try to check one of those out. Maybe the Clemson or Miami game, but the way Clemson looked yesterday, I don't know if I even want to see them. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, you, you, you probably owe them one or two, though. Yeah,
1: nah, yeah, I was about to say, I probably could because be my only dub. <laughs> All
0: right, Jason, appreciate you, man. Right, Thank man, you, appreciate you so much, time. And we'll yeah, catch for sure. up soon, I hope.
1: For sure, for sure. Appreciate you, man.
0: That's going to do it for us this week on Law of the Wolf. If you haven't already, please follow us on Apple, Spotify, the Googles, you name it, all of your podcast platforms. We're here on the YouTubes. If you disagree with my 24-14 prediction for Notre Dame, just leave a comment right below. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. See you guys on Saturday out at Carter-Finley Stadium and next week on another edition of Law of the Wolf. The Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people.